What's poppin' everybody? This is KG and you're listening to Section 109 Podcast. Yep. Welcome back to the Section 109 Podcast from Studio Breezy. I've got Jay Buchanan in the studio. I had a friend the other day who listens to the podcast who I, I talk to and hang out with often. And he said the other day, he was like, so did you die? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, we're like looking at each other. And he was like, I never hear you on the podcast anymore. I was like, that's a clever way to say that I need so to do one soon. Jay made it really clear today that he's not producer Jay today. I am. He's just Jay. I, I'm just, just Jay. Jay. I'm in Studio Breezy, which is, this is my second time. Uh, but I have to, I have to say, I made a couple quite, updates. Yeah, I love it here. I, uh, it's 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 nice having two. I I always tell people how awesome it is that even when I take giant breaks, uh, both Smitty and I, because Smitty's still a host. Um, hundred percent. That it's nice to like my my favorite thing. I think I told you today on the phone was even when you guys upload one, and I have no idea you're doing it. I listen to it immediately. And yeah, it's like, I, that was that, that made me really happy. I had a big smile when you told me that. But we it's not just us in studio. That's true. We could we could go on about our we love are, story. We are but. joined <laughs> we are joined in our bromance by uh CFC goalkeeper Kevin Gonzalez. KG. KG baby, what's up? Get, get right up on that mic. Get right up on All that right, mic. Chillin', chillin', chillin'. Have yourself fun. Let, let them hear that, Dude, those dulcet California tones. Dude, can All I right. tell you about my uh my first experience ever meeting KG? I don't even Absolutely. Know, I don't even know if he knows this, but do you remember when, when I brought a camera to practice? To practice that one yeah, day? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was just standing there and nobody really talked to me. I wasn't trying to talk to anybody or anything. I was just there taking footage and you walk by and you introduce yourself to me. And you're like, what's up, KG, man? Holler at me. And I remember walking away and being like, I feel like I feel like that dude is a day one. You know what I mean? You just meet him and you're like automatic homies for life is what you, what uh, it felt like. Yeah, I, I could feel that too when I met when I met KG too. And not to be weird, but like the first time, like, you know, sometimes you, a lot of times you meet players and like everybody's different, right? Everybody's like vibe is different, but some guys are a little more reserved. They're not like as like personal and outgoing and that's no problem. Like people, you know, some people don't want to talk to everybody. Some people just want to be like, Hey man, shake your hand. But like you were immediately like dapping people up. What's up? I'm KG. Like introducing yourself to everybody. Like, yeah. 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 No, that's day one. I think my mom always taught me. She was just like, you know, just go to, even if it was like a family party and you know, Latino parties are like 50 deep. So yeah, just always say, hey, you know what? Make sure you say hi, even if you're nervous. I mean, with the handshake, everything kind of goes away. So is it is now? This is a first on this podcast, um, and we've waited to open them up. I, KG I did, brought I snacks. Um, <laughs> so, like, first of all, tell us what you brought. Uh, so I brought humex, uh, mango. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's pretty familiar. Hold on, for a while. I got, I got, oh, yeah. I got the guava over here. I'm halfway done. I got mango. It's I am. Hold on, let me take a little sip. I've had. I've actually had mango before. Is that the first non-alcoholic uh, can pop opening? On probably, yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah. So. probably. Okay, I love it. And then tell me what these are. <laughs> oh, totis. And it's funny because I had those like, probably like, like I say eight years ago when my uh, my cousin came from Mexico City. But she, I had the I was looking for the original flavor because they have salt and lemon, but those have chili. So chili and lime. Yeah, All right, let's pop flavor to the last. Let's just for a really good audio podcast. Let's just you know open these bad boys up. Should I shot you with it right on the mic? Absolutely. Okay. Dude, I'm, these I'm look, not going to do that. These look like if spaghettios were like uh, a lot bigger yeah, and dry. Yeah, there we go. Oh my there god, these are fire. I was looking for some other candies called salsa gettys, but I didn't find those. Oh, these are absolute fire. Where'd you say you got these? Uh, Tienda Maya. Yeah, there we go <sighs> down the street. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get these again. Oh, I better chew on this mic. What do you think about that real quick before we start, like, before we jump into your story? What do you think about the, like, I guess maybe it was different 
but also I could be ignorant to the fact that maybe there is a bigger like Hispanic population where you guys were in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. But what do you think about the the local here? Like it's pretty cool. Like my favorite places to get food typically are the little tiendas that are oh, yeah, all, yeah, like yeah. all over the South Side. Yeah, that's one thing I realized. Um, there might not be as many restaurants, but if you go into a store, there's straight a lot of a lot of food, a lot of food. I yeah. think. Um, there's more, way more Guatemalans here than I've, I've been in other places. Sure. Now. In West Oakland, California, there's like a big population. But Guatemalans too? Yeah. Yeah, because there's a lot here. I, I heard this stat, and I don't know if, if this is like actually true or just what somebody said, but they said there's more Guatemalan immigrants here in like the Chattanooga, North Georgia area than like any place but one other place in the U.S. And there's like one of the big cities, maybe it's New York, could be, you mm. know, could be Oakland, I don't know. But like, no, they're like, it's the second Oakland. most Guatemalans, like, and I don't, and I don't know if that's true, I but I could, I, I could buy that. it because it's like. No, I see it. It's culture. I just was driving down and I guess it's Independence Day. So a lot of people with their flags out and just. Hispanic Heritage Month starts yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, no. So everybody's excited. And I think it's cool because I mean. Oh, hell yeah. That's a part of like, um. Well, a culture that you hardly see. Yeah, for oh, sure. It's, it's something that makes, like, the U.S. cool, right? Like, it's a melting pot. So, like, you can be proud of where you're from <clears throat> and also be be American or not be American, whatever. But, like, it is cool to see, like, the the little pieces of, like, Guatemalan culture I, and others, too. But, like, I, especially in this neighborhood coming out East Main Street, there's three Guatemalan stores, like, all on right. one, like, little. No, and people are proud. I think that's, what's, that's the best part about it. I can yeah. only imagine when Dada and Lam was here. They're probably going ecstatic. So it was cool, cool, man. And it's, it sucked because it was during COVID. So, like, it was oh, less yeah, fit. Right, yeah, right. I wanted him to come and, back. And nobody knew who he was in 2017 when he scored against uh, Tigres. No, no, uh, Chivas. Yeah, because he, he was here twice. He was here as an amateur and then as a pro. No, no, yeah, no, he no. was here it, when he was It's younger. funny because I had one of my friends. We were watching the Nisa Independent. Oh, no, it was a Nisa Legends Independent. One of those cups. You know how Nisa is. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, well, some <laughs> random cup. Yeah, yeah. some cup. Um, so we were watching and one of my teammates was like, yo, this is their best guy. And I was like, who? He's like, he's coming right off the bench right now. He's like, this is a Darwin guy. He's like, he's a killer. So the following season, he was there. And I think, uh, then he, oh, yeah, he was here. And then he left. And I, I had heard from, like, people that once he signed the following week, that's when he scored those two goals, those international goals. And yeah. people were calling his line. But he, was, he had already, he'd already signed. signed. Yeah. yeah, so it's tough. But, I mean, God knows why. Hey, Listen, it's so he's funny. killing it right now, too. I, I was yeah. I was just glad Good you brought dude, him. Too. Like when you said his name, I was surprised because I was getting ready to say, let's move on to your story. But mm-hmm. when we do move on, I can't go without mentioning him every time I ever talk about Guatemala. Shout him out. Mm-hmm. He listens to the pod every now and then. I don't know if Darwin does? Yeah. Dude, him and I DM back on Instagram. He's not. Uh, uh, Hell yeah, Darwin. I, I can see players, and um, like I said, I'll, I'll see players from like two, three years ago, and you'll see where they started out, their humble beginnings. And to me, I'm always, I'm always a fan of that. We might not personally like know each other because I know when he came, he trained with us actually in the beginning of the year. A lot of people didn't know about that. Well, people, some people knew. I know people were gonna go crazy. Yeah. I, I knew. I was really hoping. I was hoping it'd yeah, work out, but it was late in training camp, and I don't think, the, I don't think they had a lot of roster spots yeah, left. Yeah, it was hard. It, it, it got hard when he came in. It was really late. And I was kind of hoping it too, but like I said, we only spoke probably like let's say five sentences. But he was a really cool guy with me, so yeah, he's super appreciate cool. that. He's a little like you, and I mean this with with love and respect. That he's a fiery dude. So like, if you get into it on if, if something happens on the field, oh, yeah, it is yeah, likely yeah. that he's in the middle of it. Just like it's likely that you're probably in the middle of it. Yeah, if right. something's going down, like yeah, yeah. Played, when he headbutted I mean, I that dude. The first time. Oh, he headbutted somebody. Oh yeah, uh, on the like, clovers in an in independent cup, match. out of bounds too. Uh, he just, hey, he's he just a strong boy. No, he's a big boy. I saw him, when I saw yeah. him like in person, like next to me. I was like, "Oh, that's a big boy." And yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So he's strong. All right, I mean, that dude deserved it, but also it's a bad idea to headbutt somebody to get a red card. Yeah, no, it happens. Yeah. All right, man. Well, let's change and let's talk about you. You are the guest of this podcast, man, and we're super stoked to have you on. Um, you know, we typically start and just kind of get everybody's like general background. So, like, where'd you grow up? When'd you start playing? 
and, you know, club, school, college, any of that route? Like, what it what cool. what was all that for you? Cool. So, then, I've played in so many teams that I don't even know where to start sometimes. Well, I was born in Oakland, California. So, I guess um, a lot of people think it's close to Disneyland. Not close. It's like eight hours away. <laughs> eight, nine hours no, away. That's right there. Yeah, that's what everybody tells me. So, it's um it's up north. Um, Do you consider yourself a NorCal guy? Yeah, definitely. Because I don't, I don't know like where that line like no, sits. Yeah, there's a huge line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know like SoCal guys are like you know the SoCal guys. So I, I just why I figured I'd ask if. No, yeah, yeah. You can see like a couple of the guys from Cal Strikers or some of them, and you'll know which are the SoCal guys, and you can tell which guys are different different regions in California. Because I mean, you have your also your Fresno region, your mid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Inland yeah. Empire, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's crazy. that's like another country to me. It, it bro. Yeah, no, it, trust. It, it's so big too. It stretches like oh, the whole no, trust, trust, the whole country. Yeah, not trust. You could go from like being in snow one day to like the beach to like the woods in just a few hours, and then in the Mojave Desert. Like, yeah, so. it's wild. So, what you were born in Oakland? Did you grow up in Oakland then? Uh, I was grew up in Oakland for like I actually didn't really grow up. I was there for like two, three years, and then we moved to Hayward, California. So that's about like fifteen minutes from where I live. Uh, Where's that? That was near Oakland? That was south. Yeah, south of Oakland. So probably in between San Jose and in between um, Oakland, California. That's what's up. Cool. So, yeah. So uh, I played there. I played. Uh, I was actually one of those couples still like professionals that played club soccer. So, yeah, I played club soccer for uh, Hayward and then the city right next to it, Union City. Now, did you have any siblings growing up? Yeah, I had one older sister. So did she play? Yeah, she um, actually, yeah, that's why I started really actually playing soccer. And I, I tell people a lot because, um, I mean... I've always been a huge like a fan of like soccer, but a lot of the women game because I know a lot of the players. I see a lot of the women since my sister grew up watching them, and she was just a huge Mia Hamm fan. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, legend. Yeah, you already know. So that, that whole era, Brandy Castain, all of them like they were just. It, I remember we were how we were trying to find a way to watch the game when they played against China. I think it was a penalty shoot against China. Yeah, yeah, that was the first final of any kind I watched soccer. Yeah, yeah, so. I remember we were, my parents were trying to go going crazy, trying to find this game, and then finally we got it on TV. So, I mean, that was, like, probably, like, one of the first, like, like starts that I remember, like, watching. And my sister was just playing club soccer, and we were going to tournaments every week. Yeah, I think that game was in California. Wasn't that Rose Bowl, maybe? You know, actually, it might have. I think so. I think so. I was a kid, but I remember, like, because, like, that's when she scored the penalty. She took her top off. Like, she had a yeah. sports bra on. But, like, I remember the, like, picture of her holding her, like, jersey above her head, sliding on her knees or whatever. Yep. That's yeah. iconic. Such an iconic Well, picture. it's funny because I was younger, and I, I, I remember, like, she, she had a little bit of backlash and all that, and the guys were just, I know the guys are hated on it. And, but then I, I guess as I got older and I realized, oh, yeah, it's iconic. It's so symbolic, like, to the woman and all that. And I guess, like, well, my fiance, she plays, she plays soccer as well. So, I guess growing up in, like, in a household with people that played soccer so often, I mean, in women's soccer, it's, it's, it's legit. It's dope. If, yeah, if we hadn't sure. talked about that and you showed me the picture of a girl screaming, holding her shirt, like, on the ground like that, I would be like, that's me and him. Yeah, Woke you just up. know. Like, I'm even there. just the outline. You could have just a, uh, like, a, you know how they outline the, stuff? This, this, nobody can see what I'm doing, but that where the slide on the knee. Yeah. To do that. Yeah. Oh, my, yeah. yeah but all that, all that's dope. All that's, like, symbolic. And I think it was, like, the first couple, like, I mean, huge steps for women's soccer. Yeah, yeah, and I think like I mean we're three dudes talking about it. Like I think it did didn't hurt the men's game either. You know what I mean? Like yeah, even just idea. seeing like a big moment like for like you know especially like uh, Jay and I is like guy. I don't know. I mean Jay played more soccer than I did growing up, but like you know we're like grew up in the South where it's a lot more college football and stuff like yeah. that. Put mm. that what was one of the many games that put like soccer onto my map because like it's the U.S. Like it's a it's a it's a title. It's uh oh, I can probably hear Mix on the podcast uh, trying to puke on the couch. Please don't, buddy. That would be. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> but, but then, how old were you when you uh, started playing club? Started playing club. Uh, I think. Well, I was playing. I 
think it's AYSL. I mean, that's uh, it's. I think it's, it's like a recreational. Mm -hmm. So I was I started at nine, I think ten, and at eleven I started playing like competitive club. Nice. So yeah. So I mean, for a lot of people, that a lot of people told me that was late, and I kind of thought so too. Um, but I think it's just at that point, my dad was like coaching my sister, so we were a little bit focused on her, and her time was. I mean, that was her time. So. Sure. How how much older is she than you? She's five, five, four and a half. Yeah. Yeah, so she's she she was a whole like not full generation, but she was an, enough above you. Yeah, like so like a whole lot. And well, so when she was a senior in high school, I was like barely coming in. And when she was graduating high school, I was barely coming in as a freshman. <laughs> so I, I know my dad was like ready like to teach her like soccer right away because my dad's a huge soccer fan too. Nice. Is he the is he the reason that you that you were a soccer fan from the from the get go? Was he showing you stuff from from the beginning? Well, it's it, I always. It's funny because I think you guys had a had kind of pod with Rod, and you know how he, they say he used to tell about kids. Um, and how kids usually kind of get forced in this game, mm -hmm. kind of get pushed and it's competitive. And yep. how kids, you yeah, for just sure. Want to let them. And I think my dad pretty much just let me play the game. Like he just let me enjoy it. He just, I think once he started getting older, then he realized, okay, this guy might be a little bit like he might be good. But he never told me I was good till like I was nineteen or twenty. So that, <laughs> that was a hard part. But it's amazing. Uh, yeah, but other than that, like, I think once he saw me and we were going up early in the morning, going shooting because I was a field player back in the day. Well, yes. Was, so what, what what was your positional like progression? Like where'd you start? Obviously, you ended up in goal, but like where'd you start? <laughs> well, everybody calls me Jorge Campos when I was growing up. But oh but, yeah, there so, we go. So I used to play forward, and so I was like really a forward, forward like ODP, like played on the state team forward, and then uh, then I made that transition. I, mean, I always played time like in the goal there was times where i'd go in like in a half time or goalie was hurt I'd, I'd be the goalie and then it got to the point where uh i think it was high school sophomore year uh i just ended up being goalie full-time and that was it so from there in junior year and then, so it was, i was late on my craft and stuff like that but I mean, interesting and that's probably i'm guessing why your feet are so good yeah because okay. you played in the field for so long yeah, yeah, yeah that makes that makes perfect sense yeah a lot of people get surprised about that do you have any idols uh soccer idols growing up Mm. Favorite players, favorite players. That's hard. Cause, I mean, you want me to say goalkeepers, or you want me to oh, say whatever that? you want. Ooh. All right, let me do the goalkeepers. So goalkeepers, my idols. We're gonna say Jorge Campos, Iker Casillas, and Nick Romando. Yeah, Romando is Romando. so underrated. It's a good, bro. good one on the it's, list. It's just it was a hard time for him. He had a lot of good players <clears throat> in front of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and Guzan, Howard, and he never went. He never went and like tried it in Europe. So I think he also got penalized a little bit because of that too. Yeah, yeah, you know, he did. Because I mean, the MLS lifer and people for better or for worse didn't didn't respect that. Yeah, I mean at that time they wouldn't. I mean they still kind of semi do, but I, I think mean, I think MLS guys get more get more respect now. No, they get a little bit more love now. Definitely, I like Romando on the TV. Like on the broad, like does he do? Does he do? Uh, I think he's done it in the past. Nice. I haven't seen. I just remember how good he was at penalties, saving penalties. <laughs> oh no, yeah, he was. A, he was a ball. And his hands are so. I don't know how it might be just his gloves, but his hands look so big compared to his body. Yeah, 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 he yeah. looks like the like. Uh, is it Mickey Mouse that has giant hands? He looks like a cartoon yeah, character, like, basically, like how yeah. big those hands are. Yeah. Like, right. and he's. He, I think with Nike, his contract, he makes sure like his the inside of his palms are white. So if you ever notice with goalkeepers, if they have white gloves, certain like certain colors, they make their hands look really big. So oh, interesting. So you ever get a chance, look at goalies and try to see the color of their glove, and you could tell, like, oh, okay, if he has a big hand or not. Oh, interesting. I hadn't thought about that. So uh, that's goalkeepers. What about field players? Field players. Um, a lot of people are probably going to bang me on this one, but Cristiano Ronaldo, um, Paco Palencia. I don't know. That's real OG. That's like Selección. You can Google him right now. Long, that's exactly what hair, I'm going to do. Long hair, 17. Number 17, Cruz Azul. Um, 
Actually, I forgot to say Conejo Perez also. For, um, for Whoa, look at that hair, that dude. Hair, yeah, yeah, he ended up coaching. Um, dude, he is a be- he is a good-looking guy. He looks like he's playing a telenovela. Like, he is, oh, no, 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 he yeah. is beautiful. He, 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 he was a coach, too. I mean, he's coached for, like, Pumas and a couple other teams. So. That's him. I think that's him uh, at Pumas right there. <laughs> no, maybe it's, it's not. That's a, no, he's a strong boy. Um, no, it's Chivas USA is where he's at. I was, that, was, that, is a, that is great hair. Yeah, him. Cuauhtémoc Blanco. Because that's every guy's called time Honestly, when I saw Alexis Lala's 11, those were, that was a pretty good 11. But I mean, going back to the field players, him and. Uh, damn, damn, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of ballers. That's hard. Well, I need to get you at least another field player. Um, yeah, damn, that's hard. But no, nah, You're I, not I, a I'm, messy guy? I, no, I like messy. I like messy. I'm just a Real Madrid fan. That's, yeah, that's I heard. I'm kind of. I'm in that place. And actually, I really like Sergio Ramos. But it was because there's always a thing with me and, like, center backs and defenders. I've always, like, idolized them, too. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That's awesome. Uh, so you you finish out your club career at whatever point. Did you play high school ball? Did you do club throughout high school? How did that work? And then how what did you do for college? Did you go to college? Yeah, yeah. Well, I played at high school at uh, Hayward High School. So I was a freshman, um, varsity didn't get to play because I was academically not there. So I always had issues with academics growing up. Like, I was just never, like, boom, fully steady. School wasn't your thing. Yeah, it never was. And I just, I think I always noticed, too, like, um, probably, like, a little bit of the language barrier. It was a little bit hard transitioning, just little things like that. But, um, so school was always hard for me. Um, so sophomore, junior, and senior year, I played. I mean, we made playoffs. But I think by my sophomore year, I was already, like, a starter for the, like, for the high school so nice. as a goalie. So it was pretty nice. cool, but it was like I said, it was always just hard because mm, just in Cali, it's a, it's a lot of pay to play. So it's just really hard finding where you're going to play. And, and a lot of talent, too. Yeah, and also it's around the time where, like, the DA was coming in. So it got to a point where, sure. oh, yeah, you couldn't you couldn't play high school ball and play for the academy right. or whatever. So I was one of those guys that was like, I'm going to just play high school. Because honestly, playing high school is like playing for your national team. <laughs> that's all people don't realize growing up. Like, that's really like. Like, it, get, it got hype. Yeah, well, it is hype. If you think about it, it's like you're playing for... You're representing the something. The area that you yeah, live for sure. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The high school, the people Absolutely. you grew up with, the history you're going to possibly leave there. Yeah. So, yeah, that was it. And um, so, like, right after high school, then I was uh, going getting sent out for college. The thing was that I was a qualifier. Just It was just really late when I found out. Like, I just... People used to be, hey, you need to do this with the NCAA. You need to apply. You need to put this. You need to um, send this money in so you can make sure you're a qualifier. I was like, all right, cool. But, like, I, I've been doing this, like, in March. And, like, my graduation is, like, probably, like, two or three months away. But I've always had schools talk to me. They always said, hey, you know what this? Um, send me your transcripts. And But it was crazy because a lot of times when I was getting picked up, it was, like, really good schools. So, I mean, at that point, I knew academically I wasn't always there. But in California, like, if I was trying to go to, like, a CSU, like, a D2, D1, it's super hard to because they're getting guys from, like, let's say, like, really wealthy communities or just – ballers and so it's just, i think that was just a little bit hard for me sure, sure. but um i ended up going to city college of san francisco which is like really big on sports over there it's like one of the biggest junior colleges in like california um i think last chance you was supposed to be like they were supposed to do last chance you for football and basketball i guess it didn't end up happening but i was there for a good two years and um actually we did went to the final four and one year we went to the elite eight but um it was really hard for me because I was an 18-year-old going in with, like, 20, 21-year-olds. Right. Mm-hmm. So, a little bit of a barrier there. Oh, and junior, and junior college, gap, I mean. 
junior college for for athletics a lot of times those are guys that can't hack it academically at bigger schools but they might be monsters i mean like some of those there's a i think there's a there's obviously there's last chance you there's all those but there's a school in tyler tech i think it's tyler texas that has like every year like they have a they're one of the best like junior colleges in the country but they they send out all these soccer players that are like going to they go straight to big d1 schools as starters but it's because they can't cut it for a while so they got to like yeah, they got to get their whatever yeah, back on track, yeah, get their yeah. academics up, and so they'll go play there. And is it's this, like, you, is this the NCAA's version of a loan? <laughs> yeah, you know what kinda, I mean, kind yeah. of in a way. Yeah, a no, bit, it yeah. really is like yeah. in some sense, yeah. Because there's a lot of guys where I realize, like, well, even in my school in San Francisco, I had a couple guys that they had like offers like to Portland University, they had like San Diego State, they had like a bunch of really legit schools behind them, like That's Akron. Awesome. But I mean, it got to the point where they weren't academic. Yeah, the academics don't work, so they go. There, so it's 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 a little bit difficult. Yeah. And I mean, so I, was, I, I made that point to say, like, you were probably, it wasn't just you were going to junior college. You were probably playing with some real ballers that, like, you know, oh, yeah, it's, no, yeah. it can be tough to get, it can be tough to get time. No, yeah. It was, I was like, no, I was intimidated from the start. It was funny because, I mean, I don't really want to say it's on record, but they kind of, they, they, like, they hazed me a little bit because they, they knew I was the youngest one. I was 18. These guys were 20, 21. I mean, one time they kicked me out. The, they got me in the shower. They picked me up. They took my town. They kicked me in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I kept it like a G because I realized, Stuff like that happens, and if I'm if I'm a snitch, then I mean, and it, it's the word is snitch out there in the Bay yeah, Area. Yeah. You're definitely not gonna get no love. So at that point, I was just like, you know what? I, I just take it. I just take it, dog. You know what? We're good. And I mean, I think I started the first game of the season. We lost, and I didn't play for like seven. And then uh, the goalie that he actually went to my high school, so he was like a year or two older than me. But this little guy was—he was, he was cocky. And actually, he was a big guy, but he—he he was pretty cocky, and he would always just like kind of like badmouth me. So I was like, "All right, it's cool, it's cool." So this guy during the season, we're losing like three zero, kicks the post, and he tore like a ligament on his leg. Ooh, yeah. So he kicks the post, boom, tears the ligament, and I'm thinking, "Oh, I'm about to stand up. I'm about—it's me right now." And the goalkeeper coach looks at me, he looks past me, and he's like, "Oh, hi, man, go ahead." And I was like, ah, oh. so I lost my chance. But that's when I realized I was like third string, fourth string. So I'm 18 year old. I'm an 18 year old knowing I'm third string. I'm kind of going through it mentally. I'm like, oh, sure. I'm like, like stressing because in Cali, like if once your clock starts, you're not getting no PT. That's it. You know, if you don't get no PT, nobody's going to see you. No right. love, no film, no nothing. That's how it is. And yeah. out there, like it's money out your pocket. Because I know a lot of junior college, like, I mean, out of California, they give scholarships. Like in Cali, they don't give no scholarship for junior college. Like it's full throttle. You're out of your pocket or FASA. So at that point, I was I was a little scared. But then I think another game happened, and then I started playing. And then from then I went on and I played the whole season. So I was a freshman. Like it was it was a really good step for me because I learned a lot mentally. So where'd you did you go to another college after yeah, sophomore I year? I transferred into Holy Names University. So boom, I get in there. And where was where's that? In Oakland. So it's okay. in Oakland Hills. So back back towards home. Yeah. So just across the waters, boom. So um I was at uh, Holy Names University and boom, I'm getting ready for season and everything. And they start telling me, Hey, you know what? Like there's um there's a couple of things with the NCAA. So I was kinda like, All right, cool. I was I mean to me I wasn't really too worried because I was thinking, I'm not doing nothing bad, like I'm chilling. Um, I got called into the office and the A D was like, Hey, you know what? Um, we got a violation a violation for this and we need to check out one of these classes. Cause we need to check out if it goes into like our transfer requirements. If not, you're not a full time. Boom. So I got a, I got in trouble because I was getting. I mean, I don't care. I don't care now. But it was amateurism, I and mean, I was getting paid for playing for El Farolito. Hey, I know them. Best club in San Francisco. So I mean, in the Bay, I love them a lot. That's that's like where I started. So when I was 18, I started playing with them. 
Um, and they're paying you cash under the table. Yeah, they're paying me cash. So it was it wasn't per game. It was one game, one game, one game, third game, fourth game. Then it was it was money. So boom, I was getting money, and honestly, that was I was living well. I was all right. I was going to junior college. I was commuting. So anytime I had a little bit of cash on me, it was cool. I mean, at that point, it was it's it was a good amount for my age, like especially being eighteen for soccer. Like a lot, my mom would always question me why, 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 but so so how did they find out? I don't know. That's what I think. I, but you know what happened? I think it's because there, there's rosters. The rosters in San Francisco Premier League. Yeah. You know how it's associated with nation nationally. So I don't know some stuff like that. And but to me, I wasn't too worried about that because it was just like, oh, yeah, you're gonna be suspended for like three weeks. Okay, I was like, all right. So I wasn't too worried about that. But once they told me about my class, I was like, you know, you're working up full time because this class doesn't really count as units. I had to sit out, so I had to wait till the following season. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, bro. So. I was a little bummed about it, but like I said, I think it kind of just helped me like grow a little. And then I was playing MPSL at that time, so I guess when I was playing with Farolito, those two years in junior college in San Francisco, then I made the jump to uh, to play for CD Aguiluchos, and those are the guys that like I played MPSL with. And that's I mean I, that's how I knew I found out about Chattanooga FC like a long time ago because you guys played against Sonoma Soul and all that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah Sonoma Soul. Yeah, don't remind me actually. That's <laughs> Wait, a bad, I, I got really Sacramento, excited. Sacramento Gold. Yep, putting Sacramento yeah, Gold. Sacramento as well. Gold. We yeah. beat we beat the Gold four one. We lost to Sonoma County Soul two one. They scored in the eighty seventh and eighty second or eighty second and ninetieth. We were up one nothing going when into you, the end of the know, game. It's kind of crazy. You would have to look this up, but I think when you uh, when you guys the last time you guys played against Sonoma Soul, um, Omar Nuno was on that team. For Cal oh Strikers. man! Oh, I know. Don't I, I know who he is? Yes, uh, I so, think he was. I'm pretty sure. Pretty, he, pretty sure. He probably was. He probably was. I'm um, just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't even want to. I played him since like, so actually since junior college, I played against Omar Nuno. So really? we, we went out after the uh, after the game in California. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, last week after, you know, a, a very good result looking back on it, I think. But like felt bad, right? Because we went up 2 nothing, then we oh, conceded right, right, 2. Right, yeah, yeah. It felt like a loss. Guess, you know who was at the table, literally the table next to us at the yard house eating? Omar Nuno. Uh, if I was like these guys. <laughs> I was gonna He's a cool guy he's, he's, he, he actually didn't even Look at us once And like I think he was like He wasn't being a, Like whatever Like he yeah. was just like Talking to his nah, girl his like, With someone else And like I, I was I was gonna tell him like Hey man good game Whatever like You know you're a good player But then I just like Decided to leave him alone uh, But he's a uh, Can't show him he, He's a uh, He is huge Standing <laughs> nah, next to a, him nah, he's a big boy That's like, a bear right there I see him on yeah. I saw him on the field And then standing next to him Dude he is his wrists are, I mean, he's just a big boy. Oh, it's funny you say that because my fiance, because my fiance remembers him, like, since, like, because I played him, like, what, like, for eight, more than eight years already. Yeah. And she saw him and she was like, yo, that guy just got bigger. It is like, yeah, he did. It's just, but I mean, he's a, he's a really cool guy, I mean, Cali guy, so. Yeah, yeah, I I hear that. So how did you end up, your first pro deal was Oakland Roots, right? Yeah, yeah, How'd that, how'd that come about? Well, I was a little bit crazy because um, I was playing MPSL with CD Aguiluchos, and it was the year we went to Open Cup and we uh, we played against Sac Republic. Quick thing, I played against Sac Republic when Rod was the assistant. Oh, nice! So that gives you a crazy circle. Did, had you guys? Did you meet at that time? Uh, no, we never met. But he, uh, I think, uh, well, we well, we met in Stumptown, but no, we never met at that point. We lost like five zero against yeah Sac Republic. Um, and uh, I think that season the team uh, just died just because the coach was kind of like, "Yo, there's no promotion relegation." USL, all these teams are trying to come in. I don't know. So he sold the his sold he sold his rights off the MPSL rights. So he sold them. I think. He's what what year was that? What was the last year you played with them? 
17, 18. Did you play in 17? I've asked you this before. 17. I can't remember what we said. Did you play in 17? I think I did play 17. Well, I would have chose. The, the first, what about the first year that um, Napa Valley 1839 was not in the Founders Cup, but oh, like yeah, before that when me, they were yeah, in the yeah, NPSL. I was at their game. opening game, which was against Aguiluchos. Yeah, 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 and yeah, so yeah. like, I don't know, I don't know if you were there or not, but I, I think you probably were. I think, I, I think you, when you told me that not too long ago, I went back and I think I was wearing a blue and white jersey. I need to go back and look some pictures. I need yeah, to pull those up. Some, Sometime after some. the game, I'll look and see if, because uh, I have some pictures from that game, and I might have a picture of you know the Turin or whatever. Okay, but it's, right, it's a small, yeah. it's a small world. But so you're 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 obviously MPSL is done now because Aguiluchos are gone. What is the uh, how'd you end up open? Well, so I was gonna play. Oh, well, I was playing for uh, San Ron MPSL, but this, this is that was like that was it. Like I was already kind of like, oh damn, my door's closing. Like my window's done. Like I need to. I'm about to, I'm about to quit soon. So what happened was um, I had already heard about Oakland, I mean Oakland Roots, and they had already told me, hey, you know what? Like we have some interest. The owner, the owner had already told me, hey, you know what? Like there's not a lot of good goalies, but to me it was just more of if I was going to still be at that level at that time. Is this and this is Nisa Oakland Roots? Yeah, Nisa Oakland right. Roots. Like right before, like right when it was kicking off. That's right, right when we all had the best hopes in the world. No, oh, yeah, right, oh, for, bro. Remember those days? The, yeah, when, when CFC played Oakland in uh, in yeah. Oakland that that first game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because you know it's funny because I remember Jordan from that game. I remember who else? Who else was on that? N- Spielman runners. was on that team. Yeah, Spielman. I think Rich was there too. Rich was there. Rich oh. had the assist for the for the goal. Yeah, Sean Reynolds was in there too. Sean Reynolds was there. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Yeah, so. Uh, and uh, wait, um, is this is this the game like the first game yeah. before, right before COVID? Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, it's crazy. I'll, I'll never forget. We were at the brewery and I was sitting next to Tim Kelly and some other people watching the stream. And there are these rappers who are in the crowd rapping, and we can't tell who it is. And I'm like, Mr. I freaking Fab. know who that is, and nobody around Mr. us knew. Fab? It was Mr. The, Fab. No, was it Mr. Fab? The Grouch. Oh yeah, 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 yeah bro. <laughs> the, the Grouch and uh, I forget the dude he was with. Is it? Not Murs, maybe it was Murs. It was Murs. Yeah, yeah, and I, and and I love that's like some of my favorite hip hop of all time. I'm sitting in a bar and I'm like, nobody is gonna care about who this is right now. And I'm just except, there except you. Yeah, like, my wife's even like, go. why are you excited? I'm like, I just I love the, this. Is I wish I was there. Fuck. No, 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 so no, cool. no, that year, the first year was a little bit crazy too. Like, nah, people were doing the crazy shit in that stadium. That's but, awesome. Um, so they had already been telling me about it, and I was like, all right, cool. Um, but. They didn't give me no offer. They were just like, you know, do the tryout, the tryout. So I was just going step by step by step by step. So I was a little stressed out about it. Um, they asked me to come to the tryout. I guess I kind of performed at the tryout. So after that, then they were just, hey, we're going to call you. So I was like, all right, cool. I was waiting for the call. They weren't calling me. And uh, I guess preseason was going to start that Monday, but they were, we were getting, they were getting physicals on Friday. And this is like a Wednesday night. Uh, no, Thursday night. And so I went to go play some like, pro, like indoor and so at that point, I remember that day, I was just like super bummed. I was like, damn, bro, like these fools aren't going to call me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like just bummed out. Yeah, physicals are tomorrow. I'm, yeah. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Like, I kinda, at that point, I was just like, yo, I got to hang up the gloves. Because even one of my friends had told me, he's like, yo, KG, you're a baller, bro. I respect you and all that. But it's getting to the point where, you know, you haven't found a team. And if, he's like, and if you're not going to find one here in Cali, like, and you're not going to leave, like, you're going to have to think something. And so I was just like, damn, all right. So I'm all right. Like I said, hanging up the gloves already in there. And um, I'm leaving like the indoor facility. I already kind of bummed out. And actually, we were gonna ha- we had some brews. I remember that's how bummed I was. We, were, we had some brews, and I'm right there with my <laughs> oh, my well, my girlfriend at the time, fiance, but girlfriend at the time. And um, the GM calls me. He's like, "Hey, you know what? I need you tomorrow." I mean, this is like 11 p.m. <laughs> oh, Wild. Sweet. Then. 
hey, you know, we need you to come <laughs> Wild in. Wilden gets this phone call. <laughs> yeah, I'm already like buzzing. I was like, damn, like going through it. And he's like, hey, you know what? Come in tomorrow. Get Come get your physical and go, come check it out and whatever. And we're going to see from there. I was like, cool. I remember I got home. My parents were like, yo, what's up? How's everything? Have they told you anything? Because they, they already knew they were in the scoop too. Because actually my sister had gotten hired with Oakland Ridge. She actually works with them currently right now. Oh, nice. And uh, so she was kind of just like, yo, is this kid going to sign or not? Whatever. And I kind of told my parents, yo, until they invite me for trial. Legit. It was, it was dope. And then the following morning, I was getting my physical with, like, Jack McInerney and, like, Larry Jackson. And Jack, Jack McInerney, is a, I think he's from Chattanooga. He's from Chattanooga, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's from Hickson, isn't he? From Hickson, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my boy. Yeah. I love my boy. Yeah, yeah. So He didn't uh, have to celebrate quite so hard when he scored against us for the tie. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no one has ever celebrated the tie harder. Um, and they made T-shirts. Yeah, actually, they made that, T-shirts for a tie. I was a little, I was kind of, I remember when I heard that and I saw that, I was kind of like, damn, sorry. Like I, like, look, had <laughs> yeah, it been the winning, had change. it been the winning goal, like right at the end, like, and it felt like the winning goal, certainly, like it felt like that we lost, but like we didn't. It was a tie, and it was like, yeah, it was just wild. No, I know, I know, it was I, just I wild. Know, yeah, I, mean, KJ, I don't always agree with KJ it. had the biggest opportunity to finish that game. Remember, it was like, yeah. oh, wait, two yeah, minutes, yeah, two yeah, minutes yeah, before yeah. that, he had a who, KJ coming through. Who was goal? Amico was in goal, right? I don't remember. Was it KJ? I don't remember who. I don't remember who had the KJ had the missed opportunity. Did you play with? Uh, did you play with Pearson? Pete Pearson? Yeah, I did. Pete, That's the homie. Pete. That's the. Uh, I I, we Pete. need to get him on. That's Jay's boy. I love, I love, I love Pete too. There are times that we talk about him on here, and then we yeah. have like Russ and every Will William. Yeah, yeah. And like when he came people. in town last time, he he had told me he was trying to link up, but it was already late. So yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> so yeah, well. Oh yeah, so when we got to Roots, pretty much. Uh, well, then COVID hits, and yeah, then COVID hits, and pretty much like uh, we're actually still training though. So oh, actually, yeah, wait, hold on, hold on. So wait, all right, we're Roots, try out. Oh, okay, boom, I get a fit. We go to the physical, Jack McInerney, we do a physical, then it's trial the following week, and I remember this is a little crazy because um, I'm like I said, I know I'm definitely out of shape. Like I've, I've been eating f- nasty food just. But, I mean, in some sense, I was uh, kind of semi-prepping, not prepping, semi-playing, not playing. And uh, I remember we had a physical, and we did the beep test. And, bro, I don't not run. And I remember that day, I was like, <laughs> yeah, bro, I was like the last, like, fourth, fifth one. And I did it in front of the GM, in front of everybody. Paul Bravo was our coach, and Paul Bravo, like, I guess he he's obviously no national team. Um, Kansas City Wizards did all that. And... Uh, and he just called me over. He was like, yo, where are you from? And just started asking me. He was like, yo, he was really, like, we're super impressed. So I guess as the week was going, we were doing small side and just playing, and I was just comfortable. And uh, at some point I was worried because I was just like, damn, these guys are going to let me go anytime this week. Because like, they haven't really said nothing to me. But like kind of like after the week was happening, the, one of the owners came and he just told me, hey, you know what? You know, I heard everything in which you've been doing at training. I think it's dope. We're going to start putting you on payroll. So, like, whenever you get a chance, like, we're going to send you the documents so you can sign everything. Boom. So, at that point, I signed and full throttle after that. It was oh. a little scary, but full throttle. And so, you were at Oakland Roots for one year, right? Two years. Two years. Okay, two years. Sweet. And then uh, when they made the, I assume when they made the move to the USL Championship, mm-hmm. that's when you were like, all right, where am I going next? It was more of like, damn, I'm retired. Uh, <laughs> how'd you end up? Uh, how'd you end up with Rod at Stumptown? Stumptown. Okay, so that was a little crazy because, um, man, I hit up everybody. I hit up Mary and Bobcats. I hit up everybody. I was trying to find a home, um, USL League One. I was just hitting up everybody. So, um, I had told somebody, hey, you know how to get in contact with this coach, and and you're like, yeah, I know Rod. Let me see. I'll, I'll try to send him a text or anything. So, uh, 
once I sent him, he sent him a, I guess he sent him a catch, uh, text and he never replied. So I was like, all right, cool. I guess I'm going to have to fly out. So I had already been talking to North Carolina FC and they had mm-hmm. told me, hey, you know, come in and try out. Come check it out. And he's like, we'll see from there. So I was like, boom, I flew in and I was already thinking, yo, they're going to just tell me, so what's up? Everything, if I'm going to stay or you want me on trial or do you want me to come back in two weeks? And so at that point, I was um, just a little bit hesitant because I was already in North Carolina and I still hadn't known about Rod if he was going to reply or anything. So once they stopped hitting me up in North Carolina, we did a trial. They never called me back. I had to call Carrie Taylor. And uh, she's the one that was partnering with Rod. Mm-hmm. And then that's how they got me into like uh, the trial. So once we got to the trial, that's, I guess that's why I just did my thing and tried to, like, I tried to be as comfortable as I could because I knew I was one of the older ones. And then I started seeing the guys around and I realized, oh, I was probably the one that hasn't been playing pro for like the last couple of years. But it was a little weird because a lot of guys, they pull up the trials and they're just thinking, oh, I'm going to be the guy or, and it doesn't really happen like that. It's, it's too difficult because you got guys from everywhere. It was a little sad because I saw guys that they're like legit, like sleeping in their car month by month, going to travel from state to state, three Ooh. hours away, everywhere. And I'm just like, damn, I'm flying this for like this opportunity. So for a lot of guys, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And I was one of those fortunate ones because we were there and I was like on my last couple of dollars. So after that, and then, so the week happened and he called me over and he was like, yo, what happened at Oakland? And I kind of explained to him like I was, I was playing, I wasn't playing the time I was going to play. I was gonna I was gonna start and then they called our loan our goalie back from loan, so it just it was just really hard for me and I kind of explained it to him like, you know it's just part of the game. And uh, right after that, I guess we kind of just got agreed and we kind of agreed on terms and then I just played for him the whole season. Yeah, you started. I think you started every game, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it was, it was hard because um, just I mean it was just a new team. I knew I had to kind of set my be a leader. He's like, uh, oh, the guys were really cool too. But like I said, I mean obviously it's you're one you're one of the older guys, like. Yeah. Stumptown's kind of a shit show. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to say it, but I, we know Stumptown's nah, yeah, a real yeah, shit nah, show. Yeah, it was, that shit was tough. It was league run at that point, or mm-hmm. pretty quickly there, soon thereafter. So like, you, know, you guys are getting the short end of the stick everywhere. You know, nah, moving, yeah, yeah, moving tough. apartments all the time. Nah, we've had yeah, we've had tough. the stories told. No, uh, it's tough, and um, but that's why I be telling guys like uh, sometimes you just gotta be patient, pa- patient because you just gotta like hold stuff and let stuff happen to you. Sometimes I'm not saying it's all right. But I think definitely that situation made me stronger as a player, as, mm. a, as just a guy, as a professional, as just anything else. Sure. So then, obviously, Stumptown goes away. Uh, and then, how do you end up at CFC? That was a little tough because, like I said, um, it, it, it was super tough because uh, I had already caught a couple calls from a couple teams. And uh, the thing was that I was, I was a little scared because I didn't know what my next move was. I wasn't sure if I wanted to go back to the West Coast. I wasn't sure if I wanted to come to the South. I wasn't sure if, like, Stuntown was going to be around. Um, and your girl's on the West Coast still, right? Yeah, she was in the West Coast, but she was finishing her um, MFT because she's a therapist. Nice. So, so marriage and uh, family counseling. And um, so, I was, like I said, I was just kind of debating if I was still going to play. And uh, a lot of teams, well, a couple of teams wanted to invite me for trial, but I was just like, nah, at this point, you know how I play. <laughs> I hate There's so, enough tape out yeah, there. I didn't want to be a little bit arrogant, but at that point, I was like, nah, you, I'm going to waste money and I can't waste money right now, especially because I was already going to propose to my fiance at the time. So I was trying to save every nickel and dime. Of course. Even when Perch wasn't paying me, I was still ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those damn bounce checks, man. Uh, yeah, man. Um, like every Nisa referee. Yeah, and I, and I was feeling for those guys, but um. But you also were feeling for your missed checks too. Yeah, but I, like I said, if I was just like, it's, something good's gonna happen out of this, and something good's gonna happen out of it, and I mean, it eventually did. But um, so I guess I had a couple teams. One of the teams was the one down the street. I had, I had, I had, uh, I had spoke to my agent, 
And um, and then there was one team, two teams from Cali, and then there was another team on the East Coast. But um, like I said, I was just uh, I was hesitant because I was like, do I? I didn't want to go through what I was going through with Stuntown. I was like, no, nah, I'm straight. I can't do that. I can't live like that no more. Especially like at this point in my career, and it was it was a huge jump for me. Like I said, at Oakland Roots, I only played 90 minutes. It was like I went to Stuntown, played every game, started getting, started doing my thing. Because like I said, at that point, I felt. For the first time in my life, I felt free. And everybody that had said, oh, this kid's not good enough. Yo, you need some D1 experience or whatever I needed. At that point, I was already, like, I knew at that point I, I needed somewhere a stepping stone, like, somewhere big, like, somewhere, like, validated. So, um, Rod had uh, gave me a call, and then he had told me about, about everything. And, um, honestly, I was, I was kind of bought, but I was scared the whole time, the whole process. I already knew. I, I was, I was more scared of the fact that, um... Because I remember somebody had told me Chattanooga doesn't. He's like they like their winners, like uh, yeah, in sports they like they like their winners. So I I knew that was a little bit tough too. Um, I also knew I was coming in and competing against Reddington. Um, I also knew I was coming in to a city where it might also be a culture shock for me. Um, small so I, small town, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Compared compared to where you've lived before. No, yeah. So somebody saw me the other day and uh, I forgot what I was getting. I was at the store. And somebody looked at me and they were like, "Oh yeah, you did well this weekend. Are you playing the um, Are you playing the next one?" And I was like, uh, "Yeah, I think." I was, I, mean, it was, I was more in shock. I was like, "Damn, they know who I am." <laughs> yeah, you recognized a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I guess that I, I was all scared about all that. And um, so a couple other more teams were calling me, and then uh, one of the teams from California that called me it was like late in the game. It was like in January already. And the thing was, me and Rod wanted to make the decision nice and early, and. I think I was like kind of stringing it along because, like I said, I was scared. I was debating. I was like, I mean, do I still really want to be in this? Um, I mean, it's you've like, already thought about hanging up the gloves once. Yeah, yeah. So I was already in that. I was already at that point. And um, I remember I was talking to my fiance's uncle, my mom. I would just ask certain people, "Yo, what do you think?" Like, and it's obviously there's times or decisions where it has to be made on your own. Yeah. But I love input because I, I, I sometimes I really need somebody to be really honest with me. Like, "Yo, what's up?" What? Like, send me straight. And um, somebody, you need, sometimes you just got to talk to an old head. Yeah, and somebody, one of the guys, one of my boys, told me straight up. He was just like, "Look, Kevin, like, life's not going to change for you. It's always going to be hard." And he was like, "Um, but hey, dog, like, probably like a month ago, nobody was answering your emails or your phone calls or anything like that." He's like, "Now you really got teams that are sending you offers and really trying to call you and really trying to have you somewhere." And he's like, "You know what? Like, you can't be scared of life." And I remember I said, "Like, oh damn." There you go. <laughs> That's good. It's some good advice. I was like, "Get me scared alive." Once he told me that, one, I was like, "Gosh, all right, cool." So, um, I think it was like late January, and that's when I made the decision. I was like, "Yeah, cool. We're we're, we're doing town But I already know at that point the office or whoever knew. Some people already kind of had an idea or sense of it because I knew once calling and a couple other guys were signing. People were kind of just like, "Hmm, KG hasn't made an announcement." But I mean, I was. I wasn't even probably going to make an announcement because even other coaches like were calling me and they're like, yo, we haven't heard anything from you. Like, what's up? So I was feeling stressed from other people like asking sure. me, like, where are you going to play a season? I was like, I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even oh, know. I guess I need to make that decision at some point. Do yeah. One of those. Yeah, I was a procrastinator. But like I said, and then Story I remember my life. mom told me one day, she was just like, oh, so you think these people are just going to wait on you? And I was like, <laughs> I was that like is, that's uh, harsh. I was like, uh, maybe, damn, mom. Damn. Like, maybe. I was like, maybe. Um, so yeah, but that, that was it. But like I said, um, it's funny because I always go to that Smoothie King on Broad Street. Yeah, yeah, right next to uh, Dos Bros. Yeah, yeah. And I always Shut go. Up. And I remember when I went there, and um, 
I pulled up and uh, I pulled up with Rob Hines and we were chilling and I said to myself, oh yeah, this is somewhere I can see myself living or playing at. Like I need, like I need that atmosphere. I need like, like fans to be by me. Like I need somebody to, like to round me up because that makes the difference for me. And I think people notice that. There's some players that, I mean, they can be like, even like if you're at, if it's Finley or it's at Keyworth or it's at um, at Laney College in Oakland, like there's people that feed off the energy so well. Like and yeah. I mean, I think that's what I needed, so I was glad I made this decision. Speaking of feeding off the energy, was the first time you ever came down the bubble? Was that the first time in Chattanooga? Um, uh, yeah, I was the one with the, not the bubble. Sorry, the um, the Legends Cup. Yeah, that was the first time I ever been to Chattanooga, Tennessee. And then there was like, I mean, there, it was a little different than it is now because it was middle of COVID. But you know, there was fans there, and like, no, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that, there was a good amount of fans. There was a good like, there was cool fans. But like I said, we never we didn't play Chattanooga. Yeah, you guys didn't play us. Yeah, so that's, that's what. I remember watching you guys watching Stumptown play, and you guys were really, really interesting. Oh um, yeah, no, because you had a terrible striker, but like you were as were <laughs> and a pretty like like a really pretty team, like passing and, and like a pretty good team too. It was oh, yeah. he was totally useless, but um, no, it was crazy because um, that Stumptown team was a little wild. Cause I always tell everybody about that. That was just really like strange because, like I said, we had met we had met like probably like twelve days before. People always say three so weeks. Crazy. It was 12 days before. Who was the guy that played a, at Oakland who also went over there with you? Rob Hines. Yeah, Rob yeah, Hines. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's, right, that's right. The right back. The right. That, yeah, I think. Uh, Good the player. Kayak, yeah, the kayak. The kayak. Kaysak? 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 Kaysak, yeah. Kaysak. Someone Kaysak eviscerated. Sorry. Didn't even give him the mixtape. I remember that one on the side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't forget, dog. And um, so I remember that, like I said, that team, we just all started. We got there. We started training. I met Frankie. I met Travis. We just started meeting guys and. We were all, I think in some sense, we were all a little bit of rejects. It was already late. It was done. Nobody, nobody, there was no more teams. There was nobody. If you were, if you, if Stumptown, you were going to sign with Stumptown, you were going to play that season. Yeah. Nowhere. And I think we just made something out of that thing. And a lot of those guys, they ended up moving on, like Reese, obviously me, Colin, um, Yuki, a couple other guys. They ended up playing on good teams. So, like I said, that, that team was like really crazy because, like, we just kind of just, made it happen yeah. so quick i That's mean cool. luis is out in in cal now yeah, and luis is cal. yeah it's 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 it, there's a lot of those guys came out of Stumptown that i think you're doing pretty good yeah a lot of people love that love that team a lot too what's your uh what's your overall impression of like <clears throat> so we've talked a little bit about like the atmosphere and having the fans but what's besides that what it, what are some things about chattanooga that you like like the size or community or what is something that draws you to like, do you like, do you like, I mean, like, cause like being from California where it's so pretty and the weather's like perfect at all times. And there's no humidity. Well, I, I take it back. NorCal's got some humidity in some yeah, places. Some place, yeah. And you go up to like SAC and stuff. But, but it's, it's such a big change. What, what do you like about Chattanooga? Honestly, um, I kind of thought Chattanooga was going to be like a little bit more flat, but since obviously like the hills, the green, all that. So that surprised me. But honestly, when I started going to downtown, I think that's when I was just like, oh shit, this is dope. Because <laughs> I honestly, like when I started getting close to the water, I mean, I'm, I've always been scared of the water. Obviously in the Bay Area, you know, you don't play with that water at all. Yeah. <laughs> when I saw people kayaking or just different things like that, I was just like, yo. So like the first time I ever kayaked was out here. Like, Hell yeah. What'd yeah. you think? It was funny because it was like right after my, uh, my car crash. So I had a car crash like early in the season, right after the Michigan Stars game. It was one of the games, and all the guys we were all gonna head to like brunch, and um, <laughs> Mix is Mix is for those who can't hear. Mix is currently attempting to like put his nose cool. as close to Kevin's nose as he can without licking him. I thought you were gonna kiss. But By the way, before we continue, talk to these. These are those are awesome. These are fire. Awesome. I have not been able to put them down. Oh yeah, you gotta get the. Uh, I'm telling you, the, the original ones are fire too. Yeah, but um, so you, are you speaking of your car crash? How you feeling now? 
Oh, I felt way better. But, I know um, you you had a took a couple games off, like you know, yeah, heal no, up. And it was crazy because, like I said, um, we were gonna go get brunch. Boom! I was texting my mom. So I'm like, hey, yo, what's up, mom? Boom! Whatever played last night. She was like, yeah, good game. I think it was Michigan Stars. She was like, all right, cool. And she's like, I love you, love you too. Boom! We get smacked on Cherokee Road right here. And um, my first thing was like, oh damn, I got hit. And then I saw Taylor, and Taylor was like, obviously trying to control the car because it was me, Taylor, and Frankie. So he's trying to control the car. I look at him and I kind of, I knew what was happening, but I was just so like, I'm like in shock at the second it was happening. So we hit the car. We go through like a wooden street pool. Boom. And then we hit that. Uh, we hit the uh, uh, metal billboard and a fence. So when we hit that, we get out the car or whatever. I'm on the floor. And then we go, I go to Erlanger or whatever. And I was just like super bummed out about it, man. But so like, uh, like I said, like I was feeling bad about it and we had a little, well, we had a little, like, breakfast in Saudi Daisy with, uh, with Juan and a couple of the rest of the guys. And I remember I was just, like, looking at the water, and I was just like, yo, I've been scared my whole life to go out there and just kayak and just do different things. And I remember a couple of the guys were looking at me because they saw me because it started pouring rain. And they were like, yo, you all right? And I was like, yeah, I'm all right. I'm, I'm just I'm just looking. <laughs> nah, in my head, I'm having, like, this crazy, like, thought process. And I was like, you know what? Whatever, bro. I'm going to just go out there and just start kayaking, so... That made me really fall in love with the water here in like Chattanooga. Dude, like, the best the best is, in my opinion, I like to stand up paddleboard. I'll take my paddleboard to downtown and I'll go to the slack line that's at McClellan Island. Mm-hmm. And you try and balance across it. And if you bust your ass, it doesn't matter because it's water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you know what? I saw, I saw like there's rentals and all that, but I was just like, man, I should just buy my own. But I mean. Well, I've got two any, anytime you ever need one. On uh, in fact, dude, if you ever want to go out in a boat. Breezy and I both got you covered too. We both we, we both got, got boats don't, now. Don't play with me. Don't, don't, don't get a Latino guy on a boat, bro. Let's <laughs> we we could go out in Harrison Bay and uh, or over in Saudi. But I know. Uh, I think Summer and them grew up on the lake, and I see that them and Juan hang out out there sometimes. Yeah, so. yeah that's lit. That's dope. Yeah, their house is out uh, in Saudi. Yeah, Saudi Daisy. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. the one we went to. I cruised by it when uh, I've cruised by it before, and cause I know where I, I met Juan and uh, everybody out there one time. Um, all right, let's switch gears a little bit here. When you were home in the off season, I'm assuming you went home between Stumptown. Yeah, you didn't right. stay in Charlotte or anything. Uh, yeah. I was out. So you you went you went home, and then you now you're here in Chattanooga. So besides like family and people, you know, I'm sure you missed your girl, and you can't say that that's not the person you miss the most. But like, what's the thing like the stuff you miss most from home when you're here? So like, um, I don't know if maybe it's food, maybe it's like your weather. favorite place that you go. It's yeah, not, it's gonna sound like a little strange. It's just, I like. Uh, I used to just like driving around, like if it was Oakland or Hayward, and just if it, it was getting food or just like and just enjoying like the ride. If I had to go anywhere, just like just me enjoying like having the windows down and looking at the water, or looking at going on the freeway, seeing the Orc or the Coliseum, or just being in the hills and just driving down because I got like pizza from outside the hills. I think just, I mean, like I said, the skies are beautiful here, but I just think it's like, not it's home. The breeze. It's the breeze. Yeah, I think just that's it. Because like I said, I'm more of. I always like, like I said, I, I come to Chattanooga and I see different things and just things that make me remember that I'm I'm here. So I yeah, just sure. like, there's those, there's those little things. So just like probably just driving around, to be honest. That sounds kind of weird, but. Dude, I, I went to, um, let's see, it, it was San Francisco. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't Oakland. Oh, yeah, yeah. But when we hit the ground, I'll never forget, we left Atlanta and flew to San Francisco. <clears throat> and in Atlanta, it was rainy, hot, and disgusting, muggy, like oh, midsummer. Mm-hmm. And we landed in San Fran, and it was like overcast. Mm-hmm. It was like weird. It wasn't like a perfect day or anything. And I remember being like, 
I'm about to get off this plane and it's going to be muggy and disgusting. And I'll never forget my feet hit the ground. And I was like, this breeze is nice. <laughs> this yet. is dope. Nah, what is bro. this kind of weather? And I remember the guy I was with was like, bro, it's it's always like this. Yeah, it so really it's is. Beautiful. Nah, it really is. It really is. It's funny because um, you know how we went back to to um, California. Yeah, like uh, two two week and a half ago. Yeah, and a lot of people were like, "Yo, it's crazy hot. It's hella hot." And I was just like, "Honestly, bro, I don't feel it that bad." You brought my people from home. Yeah, because like, dude, that, that fucking like, heat wave, nah, and I'm yeah, using like, I'm using air quotes right now. Come on, I mean, like, obviously you've been in Chattanooga no, 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 a little no, no, while no, now. I so know, I, you're like, yeah, I practice yeah, at nine in the morning. It's hotter tripping, than this. Yeah, tripping. That's why some people in Cali, yeah, see, yeah, we have it too nice. We have it too nice. It's I mean, like, listen, like people in, and that's not that everyone in California is soft, but I think the weather can make you a little soft when it comes to the weather no, no, because it's so fucking perfect no, all the course, time. And like, don't get me wrong, that San Diego on game day was pretty hot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But We're other hot. than that, every other day out there, when, Wait, and, and you people saw as soon as it was cooling down, though, people kept apologizing. People were like, oh man. Because we'd be like, oh, yeah, where are you, you know, Uber driver? Hey, where are y'all from? Oh, we're from, you know, Tennessee. Oh, man, sorry it's so hot out here right now. Like, we're on a heat wave. Like, what do you bro, mean, brother? This is comfortable yeah, temperatures yeah, so if I'm waking up in my tent. It's 87, <laughs> feels like 92. And they're like, it's the humidity that gets you. And I'm like, bro, it's like. Man, these Californians. Come man. on, bro. This is like a, a beautiful, perfect day in, in Chattanooga. Oh, that's facts. No, it's, it's hilarious because it really, it really is like that. Except the game, except game day. Game day in San Diego was actually legit hot, but then it still cooled off at night. And since it's not that humid, even though it was more humid than it normally is, in the shade it's way cooler. No, no, Whereas no. here, you get in the shade and it's like, oh, thank God the sun's not hitting me. But it's still just no, as hot. You feel it though. You still feel it. Like it goes through the leaves or something. <laughs> did you have any trouble adjusting to that heat and the humidity coming out, yeah. or was, or did Charlotte kind of break that for you? And you mm, were fine? honestly, uh, I felt to get dehydrated at one point here. I felt it. Uh, I want to say like probably like a month and a half. Uh, I felt it. I mean, the saw. I mean, Charlotte was cool. It, was, it rained a lot in Charlotte. That was mm. so here was just a little bit different. But like I said, there was times where I was getting a little bit too dehydrated out here in Chatter. Like Bro, midsummer. If we're playing soccer HBC like during the day, like I used to. There's no question I'm vomiting. Oh, oh like, bro. Absolute oh, yeah. no question. I'm like, I'm I'm going into the mindset of going there. I like my I'm I'm gonna throw up today. Yeah, somebody suggested they were just like, hey yo, we should have training one hour earlier. And one of the guys was like, That didn't make you no difference. And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Yeah. What's up? What time do you guys practice? Nine? Oh uh, yeah, nine. Nine. I mean, get, getting off the field by 11 is important. No, yeah, yeah It starts yeah. getting hot. No, so, and then it's probably when it comes to the heat, and then you smell the chicken, and it's like, oh. Yeah. Boy. Have, have you been to Highland Park Commons yet? Maybe. It's the, Those are the fields that you probably, you probably don't know this oh, part yeah, of the yeah, yeah, I have, I have, I have. Is that where Rich and Juan uh, run sessions as well? Yeah, they run yeah. some sessions over there. Yeah, there are small-sided fields, one on each side. Damn, yeah. So uh, I, I'm going to mention this. I haven't talked about this on the podcast. On Sunday night, um, I went... I'm coming back from Highland Park. Like, I was playing at the far fields, Jay, the ones on the far side. And so we play our league game, and then I come out, and I walk across, and there's a, a female, like, Latino league. It's all, it's oh, yeah, it's right. like 99% Latino players. There's a handful of white girls to play, but it's it's a, it's all females in this league. It's Sunday nights. And sometimes they have all three fields because they're all small-sided. And the interesting, there's a couple interesting things about this league to me. Number one, there's male goalkeepers. Mm-hmm. Of female field players. Okay. Which is like, That's I sick. didn't know it was a thing. I used to do that. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I could I like, and it's, I mean, I love it. so I, I walk by and it's, it's always, there's a lot of people around always. But the other night I walked by 
And if this was if this was a Nisa game, it would be the fourth mo- fourth best supported Nisa team <laughs> in the country. Like, dude, there was probably four hundred people it. out there. That's what it's about. There was a, there was a full time like and one style like dude announcing like as the game's going on like oh, on the sideline yeah, with damn, the speakers. Yeah, they yeah. had they had a whole setup of uh, there was no jerseys though. Sometimes there's jerseys there, but there there was a whole setup of like food and like fresh food, hot food. There was people with street corn, and selling, like yeah, and there's people with like I mean literally like four hundred people. Right, it's the championship game they got trophies and like this is for like turnies get hype over there dude and it's it's, 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 it's the end of the women's soccer season and i was like damn like this is this is so soccer did that for yeah no no joke dude and but then i yeah it was just like i was like they they go hard for this like and it was it had to be more than just friends and family right like some people like not just people that just go just to go no yeah in california same thing san jose same thing it's funny to me because a lot of people talk about like, oh yeah, like these teams. Because you, I mean, you hear about these tournaments go by mariachi. These tournaments where like they're just teams, adult teams, and they're playing for twenty thousand, forty. Oh yeah, 000, yeah, yeah. And they're playing, and it's crazy because all these teams like legit. They're all doing promotion relegation. They all have a whole structure. They all have their whole way. They all have like which oh, where where is this? Oh, this is everywhere. They do everywhere. Atlanta. Oh, is Atlanta's got some big ones. Atlanta's, no, got, Atlanta's huge. Atlanta's got a massive Sam, one. They play Sam, silverbacks. Sam Goni's. Sam Goni's currently doing that circuit yeah, right go, now. No, you go. You go to. You, you go to Atlanta and you go watch the Silverback Park. Yeah, for there, sure. You're gonna see like ten pros. You're gonna see guys from Liga MX. Joao, you, Joao played there. He no, still, he still goes down to play. There. Daniel Valenciano, Valenciano still goes down there. Mm-hmm. But if you, uh, Michael Arena. You know the former, like the Costa Rican mm. center back from yeah. 2014 World Cup. Yep. He came up here. He played for Comunicaciones in Guatemala, and they came up here and played a friendly. And he was on that team, dude. He was on the roster with Sam Goni the other day because I, I saw a roster doc from a tournament they played in Atlanta, cash tournament they played in Atlanta. Dude, you got a guy that played in the World Cup. I know he's like 39, but yeah, like you got a dude that played in the World Cup. Michael Amanya. Yeah, same yeah. thing. But um, so my awesome. Bermudez, like a lot of those guys, I'm all those guys. They're they're all in there too. Because I mean, like I said, like all those guys. They they actually just love the fun of it too. Because if you think about it, those teams they'll play a game like at eight in the morning, and then they're gonna play when I got three or five. Oh yeah, I got time to have food. Chill That's my so friends. crazy. We're catching up. Guys get flown in from everywhere. They There's get flown in from all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Because I used to do it before I was I turned pro. I was doing that too. You're flying me out, going playing tennis. the cash circuit. It's cool, but it's just it's a lot on the line. And but like it's. It's a pressure pretty bad. I, I feel it's like there's a, there's like multiple perfect ages for that. Like you got to be in the right situation to be able to. Oh, enjoy of course, that. yeah. But the thing it also as well is just it's just an ugly world in some sense too because it's a lot of like just grimy people just talking smack. It's just let's think about it like you're just like the craziest courts and just people just talking. So it gets a little bit hectic. And if you don't win, you don't get paid, right? Or you well, get paid just a very. I think little some bit. people do get paid. I think some people. I think depending if you win a championship, then you go on. But I think it's always that stigma, especially in soccer, just like oh yeah, I mean it's. It's and one versus like NBA. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that stigma. Like a lot of guys will be like, "Oh, I'm playing here. I'm making this much." And like, that's cool, dog. But you get hurt right now, and there ain't no trainer. Then you know, <laughs> you know yeah, and no insurance, no insurance, no nothing. So it's like, and then it also in California, like I could tell guys, like, I mean, you could do that on the street. I mean, what you can't do it in Finley. You can do it in a cold night in Finley with Section 09 watching. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Like, what do you also like? What, I mean, we know what the LA Force guys are doing. That's where they're making their money every Sunday. Every Sunday, there's a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys in the league that do it. There's a lot of USL guys that do it. There's a lot of guys that, and it's not a thing wrong. It's just that's the problem with US soccer. If they did things properly, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, doesn't fall on the player. I mean, it, it does fall on the player because obviously you got to like respect the contract, but it's in the sense, it's yeah, well, that's a hell of a risk too, right? So like, you know, if a player that's playing here in Chattanooga, for example, go. Is playing here, goes on a Sunday, plays a game, and then tears his ACL. Oh, it's a wrap. Oh. Like, 
they're not that contract's getting voided. There's no insurance there. You know, like it just it's 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 risky. That's which is why I, yeah. I think most guys wouldn't do it. But like also, you know, I wouldn't fault anybody that's playing for LA Force where you're getting paid in ten ninety nines. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. So, you know, he's not given insurance. He's just giving yeah. you or or cash, straight cash or whatever. However, he's <laughs> You're paying a contracted people. soccer player. I guarantee you, that's how yeah, he's doing stuff. Like, There's no is way. Is that a game by game basis? If it's done like that, I think no, so. It's scary. It's scary because there's no sense of security. There's no sense of like commitment. That, and like I said, in, in sense of commitment. Yo, you already see your teammate doing that. You already know he's not going to come back to your game 100. percent Yeah. I mean, because I had teammates that would do that, and I mean. I don't really respect it too much just because, I mean, like I said, I'm more of like, all right, this is my contract. I, I got to follow this. I'll do what I got to do. I mean, like I said, you got to follow your responsibilities. Yeah, yeah. you got to, you don't want to, you don't want to risk it and you want to be like a, uh, you know, you kind of want to be a stand-up guy. No, I mean, yeah, straight up. No, yeah, not everybody. When teams find out about all that, because I've heard of the guys like lying to like general managers, hey, I got something going back at home. Can you cut me? All right, boom, they cut on terms and then they'll go sign with another team or they'll go do some grimy stuff like that so yeah. i hear stuff like that and i'm like yeah that's not that's not legit shifting gears you drink coffee no really you drink caffeine mm, no you, you just wake I, up I, happy I was, to meet I was the a day little scared. i was a little scared because um like i said when i was growing up i was like it's gonna mess, my, mess up my growth so i was like no nah, i can't be drinking no coffee oh yeah good for you so no. no energy drinks no nothing no i try to do the smoothies or the water you come you come out pretty hot at a game so i guess you well it's a lot of sugar too so like i'll, I'll have jelly and all that so like i have a lot of like candy or just but you, your, your vice is not caffeine you're not smashing a celsius like some of those dudes that going out and playing. <laughs> no, no, no. it'll probably be like an electrolyte a pedialyte and Hell some yeah. gummy worms <laughs> yo i want to <clears throat> i want to ask you this question it's one of my favorites it's a. Uh, it, it, it's two parts, so you'll answer the first one, and then I want to ask you a second piece. Yeah, I got you. But the first one is, what percent? And you're a goalkeeper, so it's different than a lot of the other people that we have on. What percentage of the game is mental versus physical for you? Well, for me, yeah. Are you fifty fifty? Or what? Percent, or what percentage do you think it is? It's well, kind of like the, the oh, for me, mental, and then from what I I, I play, damn mental. I think shit, I don't want to put such a high number because you guys might judge me, but I think like around seventy. <laughs> Yeah, sure. 80. I hate no, saying I, that, but it's because like, if I'm not, I'm not mentally there. I'm not happy. I'm. Not, I mean, I've also gotten to the age where if I could pull up to like, I tell guys like, yo, if you have a bad day, if you're having issues with your girl, something happened, whatever, I feel it. Is it? But as soon as you go through the locker room, forget about everything. I think I've gotten better at that, but I've also felt like my mood. Like if it's in a game, let's say, I'll tell you one game. I was a little scared, and it was the. Did we play when we lost three? When we we won three two, LA oh. Force this no, last week. No, the the amateur team. Oh, a Club de Leon. Louisville. Club de Leon. Oh, no. Like right there, I was scared. Yeah, no, yeah, no Club de Leon. I was a little like I hate saying it, but I was a little scared just because I was just like, dog, this is the first game I've had like in the whole like since my car accident. I was just like, uh, a little shaky. And actually, you know which one else? The Maryland game. I remember I told guys about that too. I told guys in the locker room. I was just like, yo, I, I was scared when we played against Maryland sure. the first time at Finley. It was it was nice and breezy. It was like at three p.m. I was like I was scared because I knew like this is my first showing to like I, I hate saying it because it kind of sounds like a little bit. But I want to be modest about it, but like showing yourself out to the city and if you're not doing well, they'll judge you right then and there. And I hate saying that, but everybody judges a book by its cover. So I knew at that point I told guys I was scared because I didn't want to make a mistake. I didn't want to like make anything happen to us. So I think like yeah, it's pretty high for me. Like it's probably like around eighty, like eighty to sixty. Ah oh, man, that's crazy. Well, yeah. you, you talked a lot about a bunch of different, um, I guess adversities is a good word, uh, that you've kind of gone through mm -hmm. in your, in 
like sort of your journey. And every time I felt like you came back to something like extremely positive, like being patient, a lot of virtues that people don't like necessarily yeah, practice. Well. I, I just realized how far off the mic I was a second ago. Cool. Um, uh, but yeah, so, so where, do, where do you get that mindset from? Where do you get that like, oh, this sucks, but uh, you know, I'm going to embrace the suck and I'm going to make it awesome or I'm just going to chill out and be patient and not be frustrated. It's funny because um, I, I think my parents a lot of the times used to always be like, oh, just be patient. Your time comes, your time comes. And uh, I guess now, see, being a brown boy, I used to always be like, nah, dog, nobody could, shouldn't disrespect me. Nobody should disrespect me. Like, I'm an American guy. No, you can't do this to me. Like, there's no way. So I always wanted to be nice and angry and fight back. And I mean, I think you could kind of tell that in my game too. Um, and I've also been bullied. Like I tell guys, I've also been bullied growing up. But I've always just, like I said, been patient because I knew my time was going to come. And it's funny because my... I, I hate remembering and bringing it up, but I remember when my junior college coach used to call me little, uh, little B-I-T-C-H, and he used to call me Kelly. So when I was in, like, fucking junior college, my freshman, <laughs> freshman sophomore, he'd be like, hey, yo, Kelly, you got to do this. And to me, it was more like, damn, bro, I want to talk back to this fool, but this fool dictates my whole career, my mm -hmm. educational career, my professional career, my soccer. I'm not a pro yet, but if I want to ever go play somewhere dope, someone's going to have to call this guy and say, what's up? What you think about him? Well, what I think about Kelly, I mean Kevin, <laughs> so it's it's a little it's a little crazy. So yeah, yeah, well, you, sure. you either backlash and he, that's what he remembers, yeah, or you so put yeah. up with it and you move on, and he remembers that too, and he's like, oh, I guess that guy could be like mentally strong. Yeah, and, it, it and, and like. people say it's mentally strong, but I mean, I think it's some sense of trauma. You're also like hurting the individual. You're oh, also for sure. It. So I, well, I, that makes me a little mad. Well, but it's one of my yeah, one of my should, favorite should. things is uh, hurt people, hurt people. Oh yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. No, of course. Yeah. It's always, it's I've always also been that person that I've hurt has, has hurt people, so I, I totally understand. Like, I get it. It comes from somewhere. Like, he's like, I think I just got to the age where I realized, and I see guys, and I was like, it's cool. I mean, it, everything comes and goes. And I mean, my dad always told me that once, and it was funny. I, I'm great at stories, but my dad one time did because he uh, he does carpet cleaning. He had a carpet cleaning business. Oh, he still does in California, and. uh so he pretty much cleaned the whole place and whatever, and the dude was, wasn't trying to pay him. So the dude wasn't trying to pay him, wasn't trying to say, hey, you know what, this is kind of bad. My dad was like, all right, cool, we'll fix it. My dad fixed everything, you know, I don't know about the price. Uh, and my dad was like, you know what, you don't want to pay me. That's cool, dog, don't trip. You don't got to pay me. I was like, it's fine. And me, I know my dad in his broken English, he's over here saying this, and he's like, hey, but you know what, what goes around, comes around. He's like, it's cool, don't even trip. And this guy with the like comes from like a wealthy home, so I was just like, Damn, I was a little mad about it, but I think, and then my dad just told me, he was like, you know what, like, some people are going to want to control you, he was like, don't let them control the situation, whatever, he was like, yeah, I probably lost a couple of hours or whatever, but you know what, I'm never going to let that dictate me. Hell yeah. Bro, that was, like, that's, that's such deep right. good you can, advice. You're, you are good at stories, bro. Yeah, but I'm just telling you, that <laughs> was the one, that, and I used to be so, oof, I used to be angry, you know what, so every time I felt like disrespect, I was like, nah, you, you don't know what I've gone through. Oh, and a lot of people, yeah. So when people tell me like, oh, shut up, or or idiot, or just someone shut that. I'm not gonna allow it. That's not. It's a little too difficult, dude. That is the in-depth answer I wanted. Oh, I'm cool. That so hell yeah. <laughs> well, uh, should we jump to some miscellaneous? Yeah, let's do some, it. Do you want to jump down to the non-soccer? Do you want to fly through some of these? I'm gonna fly through some of these. Let's do it. All right. Uh, how do you feel about pineapple on pizza? Oh yeah, I'm a guy. I'm let's a go. Let's go. Oh, all three of us. Yes. Agree. yes. We need all to tally this up. I literally say it every no, time I'm on the I'm, I'm definitely a guy. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. Don't where. die, Breezy. I <laughs> uh, can't, uh, can't get over these allergies. Uh, best Chattanooga pizza spot? Or do you, have a, do you have a favorite pizza spot in Chattanooga yet? Pizza Bros is really good. Um, but there's this other place. 
it's close. Oh, you know what? It's funny because it's my first weekend here, and it was the first time we all went out to have drinks, all the guys. And it was a place. It was like one in the morning, two in the morning, and it was open. That was like probably one of the best pizzas I had. Uh, Goodfellas, yeah, maybe. Goodfellas, maybe Goodfellas. Downtown, tall building. They're the only ones open, I think, at that that late. I don't yeah, know. My vision wasn't the best that day. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, oh my god. Speaking of vision not being great, seltzer or beer? Oh, what's your preference, seltzer or beer? <laughs> Dang, I don't want to say beer because it makes me sound older, but beer. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. Yeah, beer. Yep, yeah. I'm the same way. Um, let's see. In the past year, what's the best purchase you've made that's either $100 or less? Best purchase, $100 or less. I'll tell you mine that just came about is I bought a foam roller. Oh, foam I hadn't roller. had one. I hadn't had one since I played sports in high school, purchase. and I've just been like really stretching recently, and it's like it is a game changer. Purchase, purchase. My best one recently was, uh, and it's been a minute, but this this mouse, and I think of it every now and then, this is like a $7 Amazon mouse, uh-huh. but it just makes using the computer so much easier. Yeah, smoother. Because a, la- <laughs> a laptop, like... Oh, yeah, the little... Like, it's just like, you know, it's yeah. an actual, like, it's an actual mouse, and it's got a cord. My batteries kept going dead. I had a wireless one, and it was so annoying. We'll get into an argument about that another time. Mm, okay. Because okay. I'm an editor, so I'm all trackpad zooming, doing that. I don't think know? trackpads are bad. Uh, this yeah, is just a really shitty laptop, so... No, the mouse does make the difference. Stuff. Okay, I think I got it. All right, what is it? It is uh, my okay. Oh, the Lululemon shorts. Um, uh, I got I got it gifted to me. I oh yeah, my fiance gave me some Lululemon shorts. And to be honest, those motherfuckers are wearing miracles out. Bro, you yeah. know, out Lululemon, here, they're Lululemon like, is fire. You know, it's funny because I remember I used to bang on guys like, oh yeah, are we here wearing that? Yeah, tripping. And then I, I got I got a pair of pants and I was like, oh no, nah. I ain't tripping. <laughs> so I, I remember I saw a dude with a sick jacket on. And I would make fun of Lululemon all the time. I wouldn't make fun of it, but I would just talk about it negatively. And I was like, that is a fire jacket. And my wife looked at me. She was like, that's yeah. Lululemon. I was like, all right, maybe. Yeah. Maybe I should nah, look I at trusted that. it. See, that's <laughs> what I get, though. Oh, man. Um, how do you get your cardio work in? Are how you a cardio work? Yeah. Are you a runner? Do you run on the, do you, if you run? I do more a bike, but I mean, out here, I don't really run out here in, in Chattanooga. It's a little, it, it's a little humid. Well, I'm in Red Bank, too. So it's a little bit, that's, that hill's kind of a little high. Yep, sure. Uh, color city green. But, but if you're if you're in the off season, let's say. Oh, off season. Oh yeah, I'm running. I'm running on the field. I'm, even if it's like jogging pace, like I'm 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 jogging the whole so, all time. So do you listen to something when you run? Yeah, I do. Podcast I music. Podcasts, I listen to music. Um, I listen to Nipsey Hustle. Actually, I listen to a lot of the Nisa ones. Like if you guys have a podcast, I'll listen to it. I'll to, even when I before I signed here, I was already listening to your guys' podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, so Thanks, uh, these are the guys I got to worry about. Shut it down. Right? That's all. That's all. Uh, that's all we. we got also, you should it. definitely not listen to our podcast. It's a bad idea. Because we're, we're, we're wrong about most things. No, no, no. Any soccer superstitions? Uh, mine? Yeah. Honestly, I have to have, like, my sugar before the game. Like, I have to, like... Any prefer... I know you said candy, but is any preferred type of candy? Is it always candy? It has to be, like, strawberry puffs, the trolley ones. And the one same ones that do the gummy worms, the sour ones. Also need a Pedialyte. And I also kind of have to listen to, like, one certain song. Hell yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's called Love Hate by Wale. Oh, nice. But it, that song is really good because it pretty much just talks about like pretty much his scenario with his friends or just how like he he's left home and he's trying to make stuff happen. But there's this one specific line. He's like, yo, we're all friends. We're all homies. He's like, but there's guys that are, we're all friends and some guy will be hating on another one, but we're all just trying to make it happen. So it's like, and that's always hard because I think coming from where I come from, like we're all friends. A lot of guys are friends, but some Sometimes your friend doesn't want to see you doing better than you. And that's always hard. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite pregame meal? Pregame meal. 
Um, it, uh, <laughs> Is it just candy actually, all no, the time? No, it's the meat from uh, Aloha. I got any city Aloha. It's Let's go. But the seasoned one. Have you guys ever told them to season the meat? Huh. You guys? I have no. I, I pretty much am eating like tortas and everything. Oh, okay, okay. That, hey, so. so whenever you guys make meat or barbecue, go next time and say, "Hey, yo, can you let me sazonar, sazonar?" So that means just like they put seasoning on it. Oh, is it fire? Boy, your facial, not, your I mean, facial expression alone me. when I I'm asked that question. Because nah, I, Rich had told me about that place as soon as I got here. I was like, "All right, cool." But he told me about the chicken. He's like, "Yo, the prices on chicken are fire." I was like, "All right, cool." So I went. I was like, oh, yeah, "There's some good prices." Then I saw the meat, and then he told the guy was like, "Hey, you want me to like to season it?" And I was like. I was like, uh, I usually like seasoning because obviously every guy likes seasoning. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. you know what you like. Yeah, and I was like, you know, yeah, sure, do it. Well, yeah, I stop. I always every, every time I go there, every time I go there, that dude's like, yeah, I got you. You ever, you ever get tacos there? Tacos? I never got the tacos. I get the tortas. I get the quesadillas, and I've tried the barbacoa too. Nice. The only thing I've had there is the tacos. Like actually in the store, I bought stuff from yeah. the store, but the only thing I've ever eaten in the store is there's this the taco. There's this one taco place right here on Bonnie Oaks. To call it Don Pedro's or something like that, doing something, but that place has some really good tacos. Yeah, I was like, dang, hell yeah. Loa, Loa, uh, was the first time I think that I ever had proper pico de gallo, you where like my like my face was sweating. Pico, like, I'm pico de gallo, boy, I'll make you crazy salsa. Well, ours is uh, like I typically eat it, and it's like no, seeds. hey, try it, try the salsa that they have right there on the next to the, the sour cream and all that. Try that salsa, all right. I put that salsa on my chilaquiles. So if you guys ever need chili, just let me know. I got you. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I'm in. Uh, favorite post game meal? Post game meal? <laughs> Dang, it's funny because sometimes it's a little bit late, but sometimes I just want a burger. Like if it's from Wendy's, if, but if it's like if it's a Dave single or if it's um, do you want you Whopper, want some, you want a little reward yeah, with like with yeah, some yeah. gross food, yeah, like, like something? Oh yeah, feel good food. food. I'm really a feel good, feel good food. If I'm having a bad day and I'm really going through it, I'm really gonna say, hey, you know, what? I want to go get a torta. I'm about to go get this. Like I, I'm more of that type of guy. Hell yeah! If I get, if I'm gonna eat, I better be happy. So if you've had a good game, you're going. What if you have a bad game? Oh, you ain't sleeping, baby. We watching film. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah! <laughs> we don't. We watch film. <laughs> Holy shit, that was good. Favorite beer at Chattanooga Brewing Company after a win? Uh, Chattanooga again. Hell yeah! Uh, do you talk trash on the field? No. <laughs> nah, actually, I stopped. I, I stopped this season. I feel like I, I needed to like kind of retreat. Pull the it in. The thing is, that, no. The thing with me is just, I, I do. I, I love talking smack, but it's like you really have to initiate it with me first, because I already have it in my head. If you're saying something about me, or if you already have something about me, I'm like, all right, cool, dog, it's good. So there was this one guy uh, when we played Bay Cities, and uh, yeah, your boy, the left. No, no, not him. Actually, well, me and him, we, we had an issue. I don't even want to get with our issue on this one because this one. It's, That's yeah, it's all good. It's all yeah, good. But, but you you had you had beef from before. Yeah, I had beef with that fool. And so there was another guy on the left side, and I remember where else we got scored on, and he was like, "Yo," he's like, "He's just he's like he's just mad because uh you're just mad because you got scored on." And, and I looked at him, I was like, "Hey, yo, dog." I was like, "Don't even talk." I was like, "He's like you already feeling yourself, and this is your second game being a professional." I was like, who are you? I was like, you're left back and you don't use your right foot. Like, come on, dog. <laughs> and I could tell that guy, he held on to it. Because then when I went back to Redwood City, oh, he still wasn't trying to, like, talk to me and nothing like that. So I already knew I hit, like, a soft spot. So, like I said, I, I, I like talking smack, but it's like, be careful because I really say some hurtful stuff. Like, I, I like honesty more than heard, anything. Heard. Yeah. What happened uh, What happened at, in your UFC moment at uh – at San Diego, when that dude was on top of you in the box for like five seconds, like I was, was surprised y'all asked me that. It's funny because he I was like, it. he was like, it looked like he was. I couldn't tell from the side. It looked like he was like holding you down. And All then, right, I'll break it down for you guys. So look, 
So it was a corner kick, boom. I mean, you guys already could tell I was wasting a little bit of time. I was taking my yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, you guys did a good job there. Yeah, we, I think we we, man, we managed it well because we weren't we weren't managing like where we were like taunting them and wasting time. We no, were no, just you were just like, taking the right amount of time, we maximizing. Jogging, jogging, hey, here. Oh, nice sun, boom, bam, boom, whatever. And um, so the corner kick, I think Colin or somebody headed it away. And uh, he grappled my arm. But once he grappled my arm, he got me like on the cop grapple. Yeah. So I was kind of like, all right, cool. And But I kind of just spun. I spun on some on some weird way where then I was like sitting on top of him. But when I sat on top of him, I was sitting on top of his head. So when they were pulling my arm, dog, I was just sitting down and I was just jumping up and down on his head. And I was kind of just because <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't letting me go. I think he watched the replay. Like he again, wasn't let, Yeah, no, I don't even think the replay got it because everybody DM me and they was like, "Yo, what happened?" But I mean, at that point, like he was grabbing, he wasn't letting me go, and I just kept jumping on his head. And I was putting my weight on his head. That sounds kind of bad. I mean, but he shouldn't have grabbed my arm in the first place. Yeah. And so he wasn't letting me go. And so I started sitting down on him. And I guess that's when he, the ref, I guess I kind of laid it on thick. And then I told the ref, ref, and everybody was like, yo, it looked like you were going to cry. I was like, you just got to lay it on thick. Because after that, we had like 30 seconds left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was good. It looked like from the other way, because it was such a like a scrum, it looked like he was on top of you. Because you could tell he was holding No, he was on top of me. Yeah, he was on top of me at one point. And then I hit that. And then, you, then you, you rolled over. And then <laughs> like, <laughs> I rolled over and I just sat on his head. I was, started, I was just kind of like putting my weight like on his head in the grass. So Got him. That's kind of mean. Damn, that's what I'm going to do to the next person that tries to fight me. I'm going to sit on their head. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. that's kind of a boss move, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised about it, too. Because even like Chris and a couple of the other guys, they came up to me and they were like, oh, we already knew what you were doing. I was like, we already knew. I already knew you were just smashing. I remember uh, my first time figuring out that like one of our players like really got me like f- like had fooled me was Zeka down in New Orleans. He got he got kicked and he went down and he held it for a while and he just really looked like he got hurt. And I was like, damn! I saw him after the game. I was like, bro, are you okay? He goes, yeah, I'm okay. And he winked at me. Yeah. And I was like, wait. And yeah. he was like, I was good. That's the same thing. And with Red, too. Red came up to me. He was like, how's your arm? And I winked at him. And he was like, I knew it. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> you, uh, that makes me think of that uh, picture of David Luiz when he played for Chelsea. And he uh, went down. Yeah. And he's acting like he's hurt. But he's at, least smiles. at yeah. the crowd. Yeah. Oh, there's a really, there's a, um, back in so 2010, 2009, something like that, when Barcelona was like, at their peak, Busquets was still pretty young. And when it was the year Inter, so it was in 2009, 2010, Inter won the, won the Champions League, yeah, the yeah. Copa Italia, and the, the league. The tree, yeah. Yeah. They won the tri- uh, they won the um, triplete. Is it um, anyway? He was he's. There's a picture of uh, Sergio Busquets drew a red card in that game, and there's a picture of him uh, before VAR, and it's he's on the ground and his his face is being covered by his hands, but you can see he's looking back. Yeah. You can see him looking back over at the referee through his fingers, yeah. and there's a picture like from the ground level, like clearly shows him looking at the referee, waiting for the referee to see, come yeah, over. I've been trying to not be a taunt no more, like because I always tell guys you can't taunt no more. It's funny because that San Diego game, you know that guy that uh, he bumped Dami. And I always love Frankie because Frankie keeps at a hundred too. And uh, the dude like bumped Dami, and he just started talking crazy. And we were down one zero already. And Frankie was like, "Oh, it's cool, dog. You're getting real confident for it being nice and early. One zero, it's cool. Take your time." But then I always knew that, like where I where I lived, I was like, "Yo, Joe, just just be patient. You're about to get it right now." Like that was a real good second. That was a real good Boy, second. No, we were mad because like a lot, and that's the thing. Rod was Rod pretty mad at halftime. Well, I think there's a sense where like. Uh, I mean, we want to be classy because the club is classy. The club is like, honestly, it's, we're, it's really, it's we're a, really good people. We're really like, we're really family oriented. So we get it. But yo, some of these guys be talking crazy. And let's be real. Like, um, uh, from where we all come from, we're, we don't really take trash talk easily. And it's probably because we don't know how to like pertain our like anger sometimes properly. But yo, because I, I got to tame myself sometimes in the field. I'm just like, ugh. Because you got an edge. 
Yeah, and it's, I mean, it, it, it probably I would think it helps you. No, like, it, it you, you got to fight that. You got to fight the like bad side of the edge, right? But you got you know you don't want to get a, a needless yellow or a needless red. Well, but that's what guys have to understand too, and I think the coaches do, tell us this well. You got to learn how to like. If you lose yourself in that moment, that's cool. Just bring yourself back in. Come back. Like, you know, you could talk crazy, but you got to be able to make a play the following next one. Yeah. It can't take you out. It needs to help you make guy, that play. Guy, there's a bunch of athletes that do it, you know? So it's, people can't tell me it's not possible. It's possible. But you just got to be really mature and really, like, grown about it. Dude, last, uh, last hockey season, there's a super dude, tall dude, who plays for UTC, and he's really good. And him and I were talking shit. Like, just here and there, because he, like, slashed me across my skates, and we were getting physical, and he was calling me a pussy, and I was like, well, I think you're a bitch. Yeah. Just stuff like that. And after the game, he came over to me, and he was like, dude, I'm really sorry. I'm not that kind of person. And I looked at him, and I was like, I love that shit. Oh, yeah. So please don't apologize, because that's, that's, that, cool, that's my favorite no, thing to good. do, dude. No, the B word, is, no, that's where I, I, you lose me. Like, you call me pussy and all that, but when you call me a bitch, oh, oh. <laughs> oh boy well because like it's funny because like i said like there's some people that use it so commonly oh stop being a fucking bitch and i'm like yeah uh, nah dog you said where i'm from guys are ready to fight guys are ready to do their angers in their eyes yeah. so i think i also need to learn too that just be nice and calm just you know just understand people just had you know different different ways they grew up or different ways of roughhousing dude but okay uh, last thing i'll say on this is there's a picture i've seen and it's like the stick figure meme heads okay so it's really dumb but it's girls and they're like and it's like how girls interact and it's like there's two scenes all these three girls are sitting there oh my gosh yeah i love your hair uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and then one girl walks away and the two girls go yeah she's a bitch yeah i fucking hate her and the, <laughs> the net the next one down is a bunch of dudes and it was like see a bitch yeah fuck you too and then he walks away and these two guys are like Man, I love him. Yeah, no, I never really <laughs> like that. Actually, me and Frankie had a moment like that the other day. <laughs> That's hilarious. Dude. Yeah, it's uh, one, of my, one of my favorite pictures of all time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, well, oh, yeah. I'm uh, shaking nervous because I have to go play a hockey game. Yeah, no, it's, I think it's actually a good spot to wrap it up. I think we've, oh, uh, I think we've covered all this stuff. Kevin, is there anything you hoped we would have asked you about that we haven't asked you about? You guys asked me now. You guys asked me some cool, cool stuff. Actually, you, 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 you want to get into on. that? that uh, you want to get back into that, that goalkeeping one? Actually, that superstition one. We should probably go into that one because you asked me about the hockey, the goalkeeper one when oh, I was yeah, growing yeah, up. Yeah. Okay, tell me about that real yeah, quick okay. before we're done. So, yeah, growing up, like, uh, so was, you would watch you would watch goalkeeper yeah, yeah. Well, I, would, I would watch like Goal goalkeeper tender. highlights and then I was also like playing the game so I would watch Eric Lindros uh, Mariano number nine for Dallas Stars um uh number nine yeah Mariano uh, nine. no Mike uh Liz Mike Mike no yeah, well, I remember Dallas. Mike Madonna. Mike Madonna. Mike Madonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah Dallas yeah, Stars. Yeah. When when it was Dallas Stars and Colorado Avalanche yeah, yeah, were like the yeah, biggest yeah. rivalry. Yeah, yeah ever. that's when they were the good guys, the yeah, Charlie sure. Red Wings. So I've always like saw, but when I used to see the, um, actually the best ones are when they call up the third string from like when he's watching like the game and has yeah. his beer in his hand and he has to play. Boy, I love those YouTube videos. When the third string the, goes the goalkeeper, in, yeah, because they have the, the third strings. Yeah. So for anyone that doesn't know, there's a first goalkeeper for each team. Obviously, there's a backup goalkeeper for each or goaltender, excuse me, and then there's a third. A third goaltender, emergency goaltender, emergency goaltender that could play for either team that is like in the stands, and trying out the in, chicken wings in case something happens. <laughs> He's no. there. He probably plays yeah, like he probably plays like uh, FHL or um, he could play like in farm the league, QMJHL. Right? Yeah. But they yeah. never all these different. They never play because right. losing losing two, two losing two goaltenders in a game is like so un. So a lot of times they are eating or drinking at the game. Because technically they're like on call, and then something happens, yeah. and they gotta play. It's so no, wild. no. I'll go on YouTube, and there's like a couple. So I remember oh, yeah. when I was like third string on my team, I used to just be like, "Yo, I gotta be ready. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta have something in my ammo." Case something happens, and I would just watch this one. And I'd be like, "Oh, that's me. 
And, hey, yeah, <laughs> and that's <I> me. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be ready. Third Yo. string, be ready. Like I tell everybody, you gotta be ready. Like it's bingo. Well, Chattanooga needs a hockey team, so that's the last thing I'll say. Yeah. Hell yeah, hell yeah, Kevin. If the people want to follow you on um, on Instagram or on Twitter or anywhere else, social media, what uh, what are your handles? Uh, my handle is at uh, Kevbra. So K E V B R U H H. So yeah, Kevbra. It's on IG, on Instagram. I'm on Facebook too. If you want to add me. But I, I just yeah. put good family stuff there. Hell yeah, smart, smart. I will put a, I will put your your. You, you have Twitter? Yeah, I got Twitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kevra as well. Yeah, Kevra as well. Sweet. I'll put those. Both I try not to the- change it every time because that's the same like Twitter I had when I was like in high school going through breakups with girls. So you, so everybody go back, you'll probably see some like Drake tweets. <laughs> Yo, I get, I see my memories pop up from different things that I've done on social media, and I'm like, yo, who? Oh, what, it's cringy. Who? It's so cringy. Yeah, yeah. I'd be so mad at myself. Me too. Oh my god. Who's who says that? Yeah. Like, oh, and like the other day, I had a memory pop up, and it was like a cringy old status on Facebook, and then I was the only person who commented on it on your own status. Yeah, and I'm like, no, they the probably fuck? deleted it. People, no, <laughs> probably, I put one. I had probably. one that I said, I miss her. <laughs> yeah, kidding. That's when you know. Yeah, sometimes you're in your feelings. <laughs> he was man. in love her, you know. Uh, Breezy, what about you? Uh, you can find me on the internet. Jay, where can they find you? Uh, they can find us, the Section 109 Podcast, on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me on Instagram at letter J. You can find me on Twitter at J Buchanan. And then you can find my burner at, just kidding. See you guys on the next one. Peace. Peace.